whole squad on the mission. You got to listen. We pole politicking. It's so dope when it kick in. That you can get in where you fit in. We straight pole politicking. The whole squad on the mission. You got to listen. You know what this is. When we pole politicking. My money long like division. I proposition to put a fist in. We straight pole politicking. Hey yo, I rise like the sun in the east. Running the streets. Same people that was coming in peace. Some in the beast on the microphone. It's never a long and hard task. For God, I'm gonna smash they blog and podcast introduction to journalism 101 with federal pole politicking about where I'm from and what I do. What's up? It gotta be good. Interviewing everybody, you know they probably could. Take all the blood, sweat, and tears working all them years. Putting in 10,000 hours, it empowers careers. From the baby and Megan the Stallion to Yo Gotti, high as a kite, jet life currency in the party. With MC Life, Jay Prince said I rap a lot. Super Saiyan Black Kagarot with a Macintosh laptop in my Apple Watch, smoking Fraggle Rocks. Four eyes got more lines and hooks than a tackle box. What? The whole squad on the mission, you got to listen. We pole politicking, it's so dope when you kick in. You can get in where you fit in. We straight pole politicking. The whole squad on the mission, you got to listen. You know what this is when we pole politicking. My money long like division. I proposition to put a fist in. We straight pole politicking. Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Right now we're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. But check me out on Spotify, where we listen to podcasts. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Jehovah Nessi. How you doing, bro? What's up, though? Shalom, everyone. It's Jehovah Nessi, you heard? Jovito. Yeah, Jovito. I was just about to say that, Jovito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was up, so I know you from from Rochester, right? Five eight five upstate all day, you know what I'm saying? So we do, man. So we do. I'm I'm definitely like um. It's like I'm probably unknown to y'all right now, but back here, up here in upstate, I'm everything behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm the engineer out here. I engineer audio engineer for everybody. I help them with their studios, building their studios. You know what I'm saying? Anytime they have problems, any technical support type issues in their studios, I'm the one come fixing in five minutes. You know what I mean? Then, like, I saw you. Uh, I actually interviewed uh, Shay Noir and Ito. I saw you, you working with them too. I had them on the show a little while ago. Yeah, Ito's my brother. I'm always with Ito, like every chance I get. I'm helping him with a lot of stuff. He's coming with a lot of gang work. I got Shay Noir on my album right now. It's called Jovito. You know what I'm saying? She's uh, she's definitely on the first single out. It's called Crack the Sky. All right, man. So just uh. Just take us back, man. So how did you get started with hip hop? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm from the 80s. You know, I'm, I'm 1980. You dig? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old head in a sense. You know, I, I went through all the genres. You know what I'm saying? All the decades of hip hop. You know what I mean? So, you know, the LL Cool J's run DMC's. You know what I'm saying? Up to the Nazis, Pox, and all of them, Jay Z's. Up to the, you know, the 50 Cent's, the G Units, and Shady's. And, you know, even like recent to little babies, all that craziness. You know what I'm saying? But I still hip hop through it all. You did. Upstate New York is known for keeping the sound that New York lost in a sense, or like you know, cause they like trying to make everybody dance all the time. Club music. You know, we go uh, balling, shit like that. We was really rapping. You know what I'm saying? Hard gutter shit. Still, still doing it to this day. And there's a lot of us that didn't catch that wave back then. That you're gonna. That got like delayed reactions now. You're gonna start hearing about us now. You know what I'm saying? 
because these floodgates is open. Everybody's interested in upstate New York. You know about the Gazeltas, you know about the Cloths, you know about Trust Gang, you know, and all that stuff. Now, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm pinnacle to all of it. You know what I'm saying? Personally, as an engineer and everything else. But there's more of us out here. Feel me? I'm true entertainment. T-R-U-E, the reason you eat. Stay true. Stay the reason you eat. I'm true. You know what I'm saying? We the true mafia. We true entertainment. So at the end of the day, that's what I'm bringing forth. Like, you know, my 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 whole company, my whole situation. I'm a solo artist in my own situation right now. So, you know, eventually I'll pick up cats on the team and shit like that. But I'm just on my journey. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm making sure that upstate New York fulfills what we're supposed to fulfill. You feel me? Keep it going. You did? And then what came, what came first, the producer or the MC? MC was always first. Always. I was I was memorizing LL Cool J, BC Boys, you know, you, you, you name them. I was, you know, memorizing them as a kid, as a baby, two, three years, four, five years old growing up. So I was always influenced to that shit. Till I started like rapping my own little raps, per se, my own little shit. You know what I mean? But then I love DJing and I like dancing too. Cause back in the day, like uh popping lock and break dancing was fire. You know what I'm saying? So like that dancing shit transmitted to like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice type shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never gonna forget none of that shit because that was all like influence of my whole journey. That that gave me groove. And, you know, like the new Jack Swain days. See what I'm saying? Like Jodeci, that that gave me like certain harmonies and shit that I that I fell in love with and I implicated with my music. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I just saw this clip of uh, it was MC Hammer. I think it was uh. Can't touch this, but they was without the music and they were just hearing playing him dancing. Yeah, he was dancing his ass off. I didn't know he was dancing like that, man. I don't even, I don't even know no rappers that can really be doing that now. How he was doing that shit and rapping at the same time. He was dancing, dancing, like dancing. Was <laughs> Not only was he dancing, like he choreographed, you know, he had his whole squad, he had hundreds of dancers and they all were moving. That was a show. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of cats don't got nowadays. It's a true show. You know what I'm saying? But it's uh, it's hip hop. It's different. Mm. Us, like when I do a show, like hopefully I do get a tour somewhere down the line and call it the true experience. You know what I mean? It's gonna be fire. Like I'm gonna bring low riders and shit to the. I'm gonna make shit like movie scenes on stage. It's not gonna be like play, but it's gonna be fire because it's gonna be us. You know, making the music come alive in a sense, like not just sitting there rapping. And you know, letting the effects do everything. You know? So, so when did you start producing? Um, not too far after, like, I got out the DJ love. So I say about ninety three, ninety, yeah, like ninety two, ninety three. We started getting Yamaha keyboards. My man Willie Young son, he had uh, an E Dub. They had like this uh, Yamaha keyboard. They didn't know how to use it, so they came and hit me up like, "Yo, I know you know how to use this shit." I really kind of didn't, but I understood the shit because I knew how to quantize all that shit back then and all that. So it's like, boom, we figured that Yamaha keyboard out. And then we always had crates. We always had beat machines. We always, you know, and that's where I understood I, I needed to learn how to be a producer. It was, it's kind of like a tool that every MC should have. You feel me? Because it helps with structure and arrangement and, and also the feeling of the, of the whole song in its entirety. You know how to build it from scratch, and you know how to give the people exactly what you're trying to convey from your mind, and you translate it correctly. That's a great experience. You understand what I'm saying? So if I got the, 
that's off the chest. But if I go here and I put it on a beat machine and then I put my vocals, see, that's the different experience. That's coming from nothing to something to you. That's greatness. That's madness. That's what we are great at. That's why we're like mad scientists or what the fuck you call it. But that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I make sure this thing gets done right and it comes across correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hip hop was always built like that. Hmm. So, who's some of your favorite producers? Um, you know, I like Arsonists, Heatmakers, always been dope. I like Trackmasters, Tony Polk. You know what I'm saying? Ethos, one of my definitely one of my favorite producers. You know what I'm saying? Um, myself. You know what I mean? DJ Premier. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, I'm scanning my mind, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of cats that I really grew up to and I love they beat. Dr. Dre. I love all West Coast shit. I'm probably like the only Puerto Rican rapper out here with the talk box. You know what I'm saying? And I'm actually implement. I'm just doing it with West Coast. I'm doing West Coast shit. You talking about talk box like the little thing Roger Trout you had? That's right. That's right. And And I'm crazy with it. I got music with the Outlaws, Daz Dillinger. You know what I'm saying? Nate Dog's son. His name is N. Hell. Nate Dog's son. Look out for him. He fired, you know? <clears throat> so I got a whole West Coast thing going on, too. So I'm an upstate New York artist, but I'm different than everyone else because, like, I'm a little older than them, and I'm just, you know, I'm just spread out more. I just do more, you know, like, outside of things. You feel me? I play the guitars. I play the bass. I'm not, like, a super professional, but I play good enough to, to incorporate it in my production. You know, I got this keyboard here. That's for the talk box. And then uh, the talk box in the tube. This is the tube. I got the tube right here. Uh, let's see. You see the tube? Yeah. I don't want to pull my mic down, but yeah. I okay, boom. I got the tube. See what I'm saying? So when I do use this, I got. Real quick. Real quick. This is real shit. All right. Love this bitch because I got an album coming out and I got an album that's real West Coast, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm spitting on my East Coast. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't really rap like a West Coast dude, but I rap on the West Coast things. Uh-huh. All right, hold on. Though. That's it. And then when I turn this on. Then I, I could do the oh yeah, yeah man. you gotta keep that going man because you know you know why your thought ain't around no more you gotta keep that going I am exactly what I'm aiming for to be like a new Roger Trout you know what I'm saying like this is what I, I got a lot of shit on the table it's not just rap with me, you know what I'm saying? I like cinematic shit, I like good music, I like instruments. So I'm a very good, it's a true experience, you know what I'm saying? I, I already deal with the politics too much. I just like the outclass motherfuckers. That's it. How did you, uh, cause you were saying you, um, you was engineering and everything, so how did you learn all that stuff? Cause you know, some people be trying to learn that, but I guess they don't really know where to start at it. So like, how did you, like, how did you, where did you build your foundation in and, you know, how did you? Are you engineering? Yeah. Well, we always wanted to know how to record ourselves. You know, we used to have task cams and shit like that. You know what I mean? Then when like the computer, we had cakewalk and shit back in the day. We yeah. ain't know what we was doing, but we was trying our best. We understood how to record and get our vocals in there. It over beats. 
You know what I'm saying? We ain't really understand EQ, compression, gauge limiter, expanders, and all that crazy. We know that. So uh, I was living in Detroit because I was out in Detroit for 10 years. Shout out to my boy, Firstborn. Shout out to Big Proof. I love you and all the family. You know, all of Iron Fist, all of Detroit, 313, what's up? But I was out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> and I went to this studio in Detroit called Audio Magic. And it's supposed to be the shit. You know, I wanted my track master. You know what I'm saying? I seen him do some little fly shit and it would, you know, charge me $60. And in hindsight, I know what he did now. He just, you know, this bullshit. But that's that day I was like, you know what, man? I'm about to learn this shit. Ain't nobody about to get me for this money no more. So I kind of went harder and tried to teach myself. But after a while, I just went to school. I went to school. I went to the Conservatory of Recorded Arts and Sciences in Phoenix, Arizona. Tempe and Gilbert, had they had two campuses. And I went over there and I graduated out of quad recording studios because I had to go to a real studio to do a um, graded internship. And then I graduated out of quad. I worked for quad for, quad for a couple years or whatever. Then I came back to Rochester. I was here for like a year or so. And then I started working with Spech. Then I was 38 Spech's um, audio engineer for two years straight. Um, I flew with him everywhere. I lived with him everywhere. We was Atlanta, Jersey, everywhere recording and, and I was his engineer. I was teaching him shit and doing all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was fire. It was a good journey. And then um, after that, you know what I'm saying? Like my father passed away. You know, things started changing a little bit, especially when his way I went mine. And I just started focusing on myself, raising my kids. I'm babies. But then I just got, went back to school for a couple of things. And then I reopened True Entertainment. I reopened my shit. And then I reinvested in myself as a as an artist, not an engineer this time. Now I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying? I'm not back in the back, you know, pushing buttons for everybody no more. Now I'm picking up the mic and I'm about to kill shit, like, you know what I'm saying? So here I am, over Nice. So what was your reasoning behind that? Of what? To pick up this mic? Yeah, you said you I never dropped it. I was always working. I was working to take care of my kids, so I was being an engineer to have mm -hmm a job, you know what I'm saying? At work to take care of my kids. But it was also a double, you know, like it was also two things at once because I was also building towards my career as an artist, you know, building relationships, you know, meeting people, going places, doing all that. It all went hand in hand and it helped me out as an artist because now I know a lot of people and helped a lot of people that if I turn around and ask them for favors, it would help me if I needed these favors. Because I helped them as an engineer, you know, with all their projects. Like, um, you know, I did the class murder, King Kong. I engineered, recorded that. Um, I did like half a time serve. I did some other shit for. I did a whole bunch of albums for special sprinkled throughout. He used to hire me to like record and mix his artists, his stuff, and all kind of, you know, and all of that. And then like my own music, you know what I'm saying? I got music with Tony Sunshine. I got music with Chris Rivers. I got, you know, music with Outlaws. You know, so I'm going back and forth from going, I could go to any studio and just take over and just record shit, you know what I mean? So like it helped me because now as an artist, I could just do what the fuck I want. <laughs> I know I, I, see, I be sitting engineers down, teaching them what the fuck to do hmm. when I studios, you know what I'm saying? So how was it working in a quad studios? I love quad. Shout out to Rick, shout out to Tantan, shout out to Valencio. You know, Rick and, Tom, and Valencio are the owners now. Uh, and my boy Tantan, he was the one who gave me my shot when I was an intern. He's the one who gave me my first session with Don Omar, so I showed him my skills, and you know, it was a home run for me. Kept going. 
And then you 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 kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I was reading at one point you was in, in Detroit, and then you were signed to DJ. Proof, I mean, Proof. Yes, Big Proof. I was under his label. Shout out the Purple Gate. Shout out the my nigga Killer Khan. Ah, that's my brother. Shout out the Firstborn. You know what I'm saying? Um, he also hooked me up with a little gig. Um, it was called TNT, where I used to be a hip hop host. And you know, shout out to Caddy Curl. Shout out to you know. Anybody I'm forgetting, I love you, you know, but y'all know what's up. Um, the whole 313, I got love for. Um, and from there, I met a lot more artists. I even brought out Eminem's little brother, mm -hmm. Nate I even brought him out on stage a few times because he was rapping, doing his um, little career. Nate Mathers, a.k.a. Nate King. That was dope. But, I, I, you know, I met, like, mad people, cop-heavy, fat killers. You know, like, Detroit has a strong hip-hop scene, bro. And it's, they're dangerous. You understand? Even their battle rappers, like, they're dangerous, man. They get busy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that I had my nine years over there. You know what I'm saying? And I built a good relationship and family. I'm family in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? They're my family. And nope. they, you know, Mama Pepper, which improves my mom. I love them, bless them, in loving memory forever. You know? And then I read, it says, uh, you're a devout Hebrew Israelite. So I was going to say, what, what's a Hebrew Hebrew? Hebrew Israelite. We are Israelites. The Bible is about us from beginning to end. The thing is that we're not taught that we're the Israelites. There's 12 tribes of Israel. Judah, Benjamin, and Levi are the North American, African Americans, whatever you want to call you. You're not African Americans. You're not black. Right. You are the tribe of Judah. You're Judites. And then you got the Levites, who are the Haitians, and Benjamites, who are the you know Jamaicans. And y'all three tribes form the southern um kingdom of israel and Ephraim, we're Ephraim. puerto ricans are the Ephraimites. we got manasseh and you know you got dominicans all of us we all are 12 tribes of israel and uh, Ephraim is like the leader of the other nine tribes which is the northern kingdom and throughout the whole bible if you really understand what's happening in the bible which they won't teach you these things is basically our whole history. It's our heritage, our culture. It's the story of our ancestors. And the Bible is still alive today. And we are the new characters, you should press whatever, of the Bible because we're still living it. We're still prophecy, prophecies are still being fulfilled by the true Christ. You know, Yahweh Shai Hamasiah. Or they call him Yahweh Shai. I call him Yeshaya. Yeshaya Hamasiah. You know what I'm saying? Basically, Yeshaya the Messiah. Because Jesus ain't his name. Jay's was in existence since, you know, for like 600 years or 600 years ago. Jay's didn't exist. You know what I mean? A lot of vowels yep. exist. And a lot of them got transliterated in, by Grecian and Roman terms. Mm. I was reading this. Uh, it said, uh, a lot of us are on the street because we don't understand the Bible correctly. I was going to ask you, what did you mean by that? Exactly what I'm explaining now. The mm. whole man is to keep God's laws, statutes, and commandments. And, and we are under the covenant, no one else, no other nation but us. We're under the curses of Deuteronomy. If you read Deuteronomy 28, 15, and 68, you'll understand the curses of Deuteronomy. The curses were under, and our ancestors were put under this curse because they turned their backs on the Most High. But the Most High said that curse will be for generations to generations, seed on your seed forever. So that means we're in these curses, whether we know them or not. We are under them. And until we come back and we you know, wear our fringes, grow our beards, can't shave our heads bald, 
You know what I'm saying? And follow the law, statutes, and commandments. Keep the Sabbaths, new moons, holy festivals. Come back to our heritage. It's true repentance. And that's that's where you're learning who you are again. You're being reborn. Your old self that you were under the oppressor, under these Eurocentric mindsets, you're gone and done away with. You died there. You did. Most high Christ now are your representation. You know who you are. And you are to teach our other people who they are so they can be, you know, they can inherit the true salvation because the true salvation ain't for everyone. It's only for Israel because we're the ones under the covenant. We're the only ones under this covenant, like a deal with God. And we're still under the curses. So that means we still can break them. You understand? And Christ said, the only thing that's going to set you free from these curses is the truth. And the truth is the love of God. And the love of God is keeping the commandments, laws, statutes. So I pulled, so you pulled to grow your hair out too? It's, it's the best you could. You can't be bald. You can't shave your head the four corners of your beard or, or your head bald. So what I'm supposed to do if I'm bald and no, I'm supposed to still grow it out? Yeah, <laughs> Wear it, wear it with honor, my friend, because you know what? We used to remember the days we didn't think we'll make it to 21. Yeah. I'm going to be rocking the George Jefferson, though, man. I'm be looking kind of yeah, wild. Too. <laughs> I will, too, as soon as this fly shit fly drop off. <laughs> it's okay to be be honorable because it's, it's really who you are. And we're not here to be, like, impressing people. That's not how we live. If it's like that, then, then let them live your life. You uh -huh. understand? We're, we're taking the oath. Satanists, they do whatever they got to do to show motherfucking legions to Lucifer. We're doing whatever we got to do to show legions to God. And that's to not cut our head bald. Then leave it alone. Edge it up real nice. Get some slickness in there. Because you're oh. already fresh. You're the son of God. You are God's son. You're already fresh. You're already a, a sex symbol. Pause. I'm not, I don't even say pause. Man. <laughs> Like you already like fly. You a, you're a black man. We're black. We're Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? You good, man. Yo, do what you do because they love us regardless. And we the ones that lead pop culture. Uh -huh. You understand? We the ones that, you know, anybody getting their hair braided now is because of us. You dig what I'm saying? Trust me. My father's your color. So you might look at me and be like, ah, whatever. That's another thing. That's another thing. The, the the that God put a strong delusion on people so they can believe lies and will believe lies because it's not meant for them to wake up. It's not meant for them. Many will be called, only a few will be chosen. This is a very concentrated thing. Serious, bro. Serious. So everything I do is, you know, Ahaya in the name of Yeshaya Hamasiyah first. It's always God. But he's using me because I got a skill in hip hop. I'm nice. I battle, make beats, everything. I'm very nice. And I'm not going to hold back for nothing. I ain't scared of no MC. I'll cook them on the spot. I am very nice. But then I'm not pretentious neither. So I ain't trying to, but I ain't going to put myself down neither. You feel what? You see where I'm at? That little purgatory I'm in? I want to break out of that bitch and just let y'all tell me what the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? Because it's real to me. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is real. This shit real. Everything real. So what's next for you right now? to keep doing his music. I have a final album that when I drop that, everyone should be, you know, lined up to understand it. Other than that, keep killing them with hip hop. Beats, rhymes, albums. Beats, rhymes, albums, visuals. Bring you into my world. 
Beach Rhymes albums at any opportunity that opens up. It could be a smack battle. It could be anything. I'm ready for everything. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so what do you want? Anything we didn't talk about so far? Like, what do you want the people to know about you? Remember, this is true entertainment. This is true entertainment. The label is true entertainment. The reason you eat, and I'm a true MC. And you ain't you ain't gonna be under true entertainment if you're not a true MC, because that's what they're gonna be calling you. Like all that gangster shit is cool, but I like to I like to make people think. I like to give you know concept songs. I got a song called Coronavirus, where I kind of took sticky finger style and I became the coronavirus. And I, I was talking to the people on how I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like real fun shit, but then I can kill you with drug bars, street bars, all that crazy shit too. You know what I'm saying? But I like to make music and like to have fun. I like to work the crowd. I like people to listen to some. Hey, I ain't like it. Yo, I loved it. Even though I ain't like it, that shit was clever. You know what I'm saying? I loved it. Somebody need to hear how clever this was. That's the type of shit I'm going for. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not a one-trick pony and I don't rap the same on every song. I, I really change up my, you know, my vibes to it. Man, how you, how you, what you think about the the hip hop game right now? Cause I heard you on the, uh, I heard you on that one video. I think the name of it is uh, you that you gotta love it freestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you think about hip hop right now? Where is it? I mean, to each their own. But let me tell you, let me explain it to you right now. There's a new genre that that's not being categorized. And that's hardcore R&B. Because that's basically what we're listening to. Come on, like, yeah, I know, right? Hardcore R&B. You got R&B, R&B. Well, I love you, babe. Then you got hardcore R&B. I'm going to shoot you in your head. You dig? So it's like that. nobody's categorizing it. But once you categorize this as hardcore R&B, now you could go find that when you want it. Because you got you got singing niggas on auto tune talking tough shit. That's what you like. You want to figure out that club vibe that the females love to dance with. Hardcore R and B. That's what that is. Leave rap the hip hop or hip hop rap the rap. You know what I'm saying? Boom bat underground. Leave that to us. Because once you mix the two, we don't even know what the fuck rap is no more. Because when the niggas say I rap, I'd be like, what? Let me hear some, and they start singing. <laughs> You're doing the complete opposite. They be getting yeah. mad at me, man, because I be like, I be asking them about like, so what you is? Are you a rapper? You a singer? Cause I be asking them because when I start hearing that singing shit, I'm like, shit, right. you a singer. Like, if you sing it, <laughs> it's hip, it's hardcore R and B. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's rhythm and bullets. You know what I mean? It's not it's not, it's the opposite of R and B. And it's definitely club music. <laughs> it's gonna make you dance. Whatever. We not making you dance. We hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop will make you groove. You know, we had songs that make us groove, dances, a little something. But when it came to the rap rap shit, our music was like, boom, that, boom, and going straight to the point. Nas, Big L, you know what I'm saying? Digging in the craze, Lil Finesse, you know what I'm saying? Bars, shit that we listen to and like, woo! We really play it back. Yeah. <laughs> we really want to hear that again. We really let the whole fucking album play from beginning to end and enjoy every word because they take us every, you know, through our, through our vibes, man. That's what it's all about. 
one thing I know is I'm glad that this genre has took over for so long because it helped people miss the sound that we created. And now with new faces and a little bit, you know, more spice to it, you got Griselda, 38 Spets, Jovito, Ito. You know, we you, you got us now. And we did like the new Wu-Tang, Queens, whatever you want to categorize it, sound in New York. You know what I'm saying? And here we are. And we're not going to stop. It's going to get grittier, grungier, more interesting. Everybody's just trying to figure it out right now. You know what I mean? Just trying to get people to know who we are, more presence, so we can just start smashing shit. Personally, me, after a minute, after a lot of people get to know who I really am, let's just start bombing. I'm an engineer, a producer, and a, and a lyricist. I don't need to wait for an engineer. I don't need to wait for a producer. And I ain't definitely ever going to have a hand on my writing. So I could drop a song an hour if I wanted to. You did? I could drop an album every two days. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have to wait for none of that. My graphic artist, his turnaround is like an hour or two. He's uh, nice. So like, that's the be, be They be overseas turning that shit around hella quick. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who he is. His name is Annex Graphics, and he works for Smack URL. He actually does the graphics for them. Oh. Shout out to them. Yeah. So like, you know. The, the album cover was made by Risky Forever. The, the album cover of Jovito, Risky Forever, is the same guy who made the cover for Machiavelli. He mm. painted Rock on the Cross for, right. for sure. Right. So I, I incorporated all that. You listen to Machiavelli, Blasphemy, and you listen to me and Shea Noir's song, Crack the Sky, it's the same kind of style. You know, that, that voice comes in. But my voice is telling us that we're the Israelites. His voice was showing you that the pastors and all of them ain't shit. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? It's real, bro. It's real. I'm saying. So, how would you describe your uh, creative process? Um, it's it's real easy. Um, I got a great memory bank, so I I could truly like write super rhymes. I'm not talking about like how these cats write in their mind and it should be simple and basic. I can write like super rhymes in my head through memory. So when I make my beats, I make them. And then like after I'm like, or while I'm doing my beats, I will probably like come up with the hook in my head. Fly shit. And also, I don't hold nothing back. I don't overthink nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably tweak things a little bit afterwards. But I come out from the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly how I would rap if you was in front of me. You'd be like, yo, ho, spit something. And I would just rap. So I, I try to keep that, but I, you know, I'm not stupid and I got good vocabulary and vernacular. So I, I, that's how I write. I write as I'm making the beat, the hook at least. And by the time I'm laying the hook down, I got four, eight bars in my head that I'm already constructing. And by the time I get to that first verse, I already got the first verse in my head. You know what I mean? Then I'll probably take my time with the second a little bit more, you know, just... Just as long as I know I got the hook in the first verse and the beat done, I I, I actually be content with that. Because after that, I, I just drop another verse, probably come at it the next day so I can have a different mindset on it, and then I'll do the engineering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you love about hip-hop the most? Everything. And what I don't like about hip-hop is what we lost. We lost beatboxing. We, we lost graffiti, in a sense. We lost, you know, breakdancing. 
well, you know, hopefully we would get a chance to like bring all that back. You know what I'm saying? And in a new way, have a new Bismarcky. You know what I'm saying? Have a new crazy legs out here. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you know, get some things going with, with the new faces of the old hip hop. You know what I mean? With the new sound, you know, like everything regenerates, but this time it's going to stick because <laughs> it's not separated no more. The Burroughs didn't have upstate New York last time. Upstate New York wasn't recognized by the Burroughs this last time. This time, New York is more getting to know each other and we are actually unifying now. And New York will be stronger than ever after this. Watch what I tell you. It's going to be crazy. But do you think like the because uh, like you was talking about the hardcore hip um, R and B? Yeah. Do you think that the actual the real rap is like fading away, or you think it's still growing? The real rap already faded away. Huh. We throughout Griselda and what's happened in these last few four or five years, or four three four years. This is the comeback. Mm. Feel me? And now it's up to us to snatch these opportunities while these doors are open, like. Because if they don't, and Griselda just becomes something that just a flash in the pan type shit, and those doors close, it's gonna be hard for New York and upstate to try to, you know, bring it back in like the way it is now. Now, right now, it's for us to grab it, hold it, and keep it. You know what I mean? And it will get stronger in a couple more years. It will. Like, think about how East Coast hip hop kind of died off. It's when everybody was beefing, niggas was dying, people mm -hmm. nothing because was, that's what's happening to them now. Southern, you know, hardcore R&B, whatever you want, that's what's happening to them now. It's not uh. easy. And after a while, they love it so much, it generates a lot of money, but will it be actually safe to continue it like they did us? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they're fucking up for themselves if they keep going that route. Mm. And after a while, it's going to be forced for us to take over. And hopefully we get back to the poor righteous teachers type of mindset, the ex-clan, where we are edified biblically and we know what's going on. And now we're waking up our people through the music because now we're teaching them what's going on for real, that they're Israel. And this is what matters now because once we got it together, it's only popping and this is what they don't want. When you do your research, you understand this is what they don't want. They do everything in their power every year to spend trillions of dollars to keep you ignorant from this information <laughs> every trip. I was just about to ask you what 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 you started you trying to learn more about it. I'm sorry? I was gonna ask you what how can somebody learn more about how you talking about the Israelites? Uh, like? Um I'm a, I'm gonna be honest because I don't really do camps like that but I you know I, I love to congregate because you have to um IUIC is the one I really listen to and, and if you're just starting out and you need to know the basics and understand what's really going on, I will go watch their classes. Israel United in Christ. Mm. Also, there's Gathering of the Church of Christ, G-O-C-C. Them guys is good. Um, House of Israel, H-O-I. Them guys is good. Um, I say that because I feel they're genuine with everything they're doing. Not everybody got everything right, but we understand the, 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 the majority of it. We get it. And, you know, they're doing their best to put their foot forward and make sure this message come across. Now, as for me, I feel like the most high is using me for hip hop. He's placing everybody places to be used for everything. You understand? 
and people ain't gonna believe it, but his army is out here, just like that other army. You dig is out here. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. I say, uh, do you have any other interests outside of music? Yeah, I like to draw. You know, I've always, you know, I push my pen in different directions, not only just words, it's also pictures, shapes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like to grab my hands on anything that I like to learn. I like to box. You know what I'm saying? Um, stuff like that. Yeah, that, you know, like, you know, my main thing every day, all the day is music. I'm, I'm always, I, I didn't know how to play the guitar. Um, it took me about six months to teach myself how to play the guitar mm. to a point where I wanted it so I could be able to do hammer-ons and pull-offs and bends and, you know, work a pentatonic scales and stuff like that to fit my music so I could have them nice, long, you know, um, held notes like, you know, that we used to hear in pop music, you know, that be lightly in the background. As, you know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to learn how to do them things. So I teach my pick up anything and learn it quick. The talk box I learned in a month, in one month. And I don't even know how to play piano that good. But I started messing with it and I understood, okay, so back to scales. You know, you catch this scale and you find the key and scale. And, and when you, you know, you just play with them keys and you, 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 you'll figure it out. And boom, now I know how to work a talk box like Roger Trout. Man, I'm not as great as him, but I'm nice, bro. I'm nice, trust. So... I, I'm nice enough to put it in my music and make it work the way it's supposed to. So you wouldn't even know I'm amateur. Maybe the real ones would though. <laughs> so what's the average day for you right now? Every this this room right here. So I wake up, I take care of my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm a single dad with custody. So I like I, my you know my mother. God bless my mom. She helps me every day with my kids. I take care of my babies, and then I hit the studio. And I'm always at the studio if I'm not recording other people projects helping them or mixing down other people projects stuff like that i am just working on my stuff like you know i'm, I'm just like working all over the place you know shout out to black g's that's where my, my brother and ryan you know what i'm saying i'll be working with his stuff mixing his stuff uh, and we got albums that we're working on together right now crazy fire stuff while he's working on the album with like Beanie Siegel is amazing. And I'm just, I'm there for the process. It's a great thing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ito, cause me and Ito is working on a lot of things. He's getting all his stuff together. And me and Ito is gonna start going real hard real soon. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, yeah, locally, I'm just, I'm on my business and I put this music out. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff you've heard and you don't know that I got my hand on it. Whether it's a producer or engineer, I got my hand on it. You know what I'm saying upstate New York, shit. especially Rochester. Yeah, yeah. shout out 585. You know, shout out Buffalo, too. Shout out the whole upstate Syracuse, Albany, Newburgh. You know, all the, all the towns, Elmira, all of us. What's the weather like over there right now? Hot, okay, but like three T's at the end of that. Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> it's crazy. They gotta have the AC, but this is beautiful because our winters are cold, man. Yeah. Our winters are so cold. Texas shot Benny and Winter went over there for one day. Oh, <laughs> we went to see their ass one day. They couldn't handle that shit, boy. Winter is real, and Buffalo has the worst winters. You gotta understand. The, the weather retaliated for a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the whole Texas up. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's crazy. Y'all know I'm not sitting there. I shouldn't laugh. But you, know, you got to find humor and shit like that. I would say, uh, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Love God first. Don't idolize no one. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't go into your own understanding. Always ask God what to do next. You know what I'm saying? And pay attention to rhymes. Feel me? Pay attention to what's going on in music because it's, it's deeper than just, you know, listening to music now. The whole world is going crazy. Oh. So at the end of the day, every project that I put out, it's going to intrigue you one way or another, but at the end of it all, you're going to know the positive message. You know the positive message. Feel me? The gospel, the truth, <laughs> the good message. For for people out here that's confused and lost, hip hop don't got cats out here no more. That's really trying to guide cats or trying to help cats. Like that's why Machiavelli's my favorite, and that's why I'm like trying to be his successor, in in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna always be, I got thug life in my knuckles. You know, I was honored to work with Young No Boy, Edie Amin, and Daz. I got Daz on the next album, right? You know, I was honored to be embraced by the West Coast. So at the end of the day, I'm probably the only upstate artist that you'll see. Eventually, you'll see I have this West Coast love and, and the West Coast sound that I produce myself. I don't need no other motherfuckers. <laughs> And it's gonna be fire. I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna be the greatest takeover, but I am gonna say you'll enjoy it. You feel me? And you'll love it in your catalog or in your collection. You're gonna love it there. Yeah, so you uh you, you work with J. Cole too? Yes. Um, shout out to Time Time again. Um, that was my first hip hop, super hip hop session. It was a surprise for him, and he allowed me to assist uh J. Cole engineer. Because they co-got an engineer named Mez. It's an Asian kid. He's, he's fired. Um, I was assisting Mez for J. Cole. So when, whatever Mez wasn't doing, I was doing. You know what I'm saying? It was fun. Five days straight, 10 hours each day. I met the A&R for um, uh, Rock Nation, Damien, Dame, whatever. Yeah. I met, I met like the whole squad. And um, that's when I, you know, I learned his real name. I, even, I was even able to, you know, that song, Who That? He, he was calling it the one. Yeah. Now I was the engineer writing it down. I'm like, nah, just call it who that. You know what I'm just saying? He's like, yeah, you might call it that. So I kind of helped him name it who that. That's that was a dope moment. And um it was at the Studio D at Quad Studios. And it was it was an amazing time. Yeah. So I worked with J. Cole a lot. And uh, hopefully in the future I'll get to work with him as you know, an artist this time, not an engineer. Y'all gonna say why the uh is it beneficial for artists to have their own engineer? Yes. Yes. Especially if you can find one that that actually finds your chemistry and, can, and, and your voice and can mix you correctly. And he can always put you in that pocket every time and he understands what you're trying to do every shot. It's a blessing to have your own engineer. It's, it's a blessing. But most guys do. Most guys do because they got to travel. And they just want to trust one engineer with this shit. Oh. Stuff like that. You know, even at home. Like, it's good to have your own producer, your own engineer, if you can't do it yourself. Oh. Because you're going to be hiring these motherfuckers constantly if you don't. But if you and another producer and help him get branded because you're branded, now you're a team. Now you know you got this, this uh, Derringer 
Griselda thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Where you're exclusive to me and I'm exclusive to you. You know, you know what I mean? And together we're building our brand. <laughs> it's hard to find devoted cats like that. But if you can, it's a blessing, including engineers, producers, anything, graphic artists as well. I'll ask you, uh, what's the meaning behind your name? Well, you know, I always gave myself a name, a street name. You know, Smoke Don was one of them. You know, Smoke Don Luciano, Pie Nitty, Nitty, you know. Nitty Smalls was the last one because I took Biggie's Smalls and put it on mine because niggas got mad because never mind. But either way, I, I was taking that concept. And then um, that's when I really got strong to the Israelite stuff. And I, I asked God to give me a name to represent him. So when hip hop see me come through, they know I'm coming in his name. And the next day after that prayer, I read Exodus 17, 15, which said Moses had built you a pillar, or Moses built a pillar and named it Jehovah Nisi. When I read Jehovah Nisi, I, uncontrollable tears just started dropping down my eyes. And that's that was the sign to me that I just started screaming out the top of my lungs, that's my name. I said, that's my name. And I, just, I just like rejoiced, man. I was in joy. I, was, I knew it. And I knew it. I knew what was about to happen after I got that name. And I took it all since, that's it. I'm not Pi Nitty, I'm not Gilbert, I'm not none of that. None of them names I was before, not even my real name. Now mm -hmm. I come in the name of God, in the name of the Most High in Christ. He gave me the name Jehovah Nisi, Yahweh Nisi, Ahaya Nisi, if you wanna say it in Hebrew. And then uh, Jovito. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of personal to me. <laughs> because I'm Puerto Rican and that's what you would call me if you just <laughs> shorten my name, you know, Jehovah. But I also like that, you know, Jay-Z already gave you the, he kind of like planted that name in your head already. Yeah. So being that it's familiar and now you're seeing an actual Puerto Rican with the name or Ephraimite, however you want to, you know, you it makes sense with me. You're going to be like, well, hold on. I like Jovito because, you know, it makes sense with him. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I fuck with Jay-Z. Shout out to Jay-Z. But it's just like a real Jovito with bars, lyrics, and, and East Coast hip-hop. Kind of like, it kind of like glues it all together to me. It kind of like shows, you know, like honor to, to a hip-hop legend. And on top of that, I, I was, you know, I carry a, a heavy name, but it wasn't his name. It's the name God gave me. So whatever comes out of that, I don't care because I'm from the most high. So... Trust me, it could get good, it could get ugly, and trust me, I'm good with good, bad, and ugly. Believe it. <laughs> but I love the name, and, and it's honorable to have it in hip-hop. And just imagine, just a different hover. You know what I'm saying? A different hover. You know what I mean? All right, man, I want to say thanks. Come through Hollywood with me. Without a doubt, man, I appreciate your time. Shalom, King. Bless and love to you and your family. Shout out to all the Israelites and all, all the street cats out there that don't know. You know, it don't matter, you know. You're going to know eventually. Other than that, stay stay strong, stay true. Stay the reason you eat, you heard? You're going to have me grow my hair out, man. I'm trusting you now. I'm going to grow my hair out. Trust God. Trust God. <laughs> God said it. I'm just. It's like just coming from him, me, to you, messenger style, Christ-like. That's what's up. You got let me say one thing. It's different. You got to separate my music and from my personality. 
because I'm an Israelite. That's not what I'm trying to be. That's what I am. That's we're people. We're not a gang. Or, you know, we are these people that are relearning ourselves. We're learning that we are these people. And we are not what you're calling us. We are what God calls us. And you don't like it. Then you got to create music. Because I'm a hip-hop artist. That's my job. I'm going to rap you to death. Bars. You know, everything. Everything I'm going to come up, I'm going to rap. So don't be trying to, oh, you rap and you say all these killer bars and then you're ish. Don't try to do that to me. Because there's a lot of Christians out here that rap. And there's also the vice versa. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of devil fucking music out here. You know what I'm saying? And these niggas going to church. You ain't saying that. So don't try to break me down because I'm from the lower parts of society trying to uplift my people. Fuck out of here. Don't confuse that. Satan is the author of confusing. That's all I'm saying. Rap is my job, and the Most High is allowing me to use it to get through to my people as an Israelite. So I'm going to bar you to death, straight like that. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to all of Rochester, New York, man. Shout out to my guy, Mr. Green. Shout out to my guy, Stuck B. And I, I really need y'all prayers for my cousin. He got shot in the head the other day. And, you know, this is probably like the highlight of my, my weekend. That's why I'm trying not to be so, you know, I'm trying to be more up than down. You did. Um, but my boy's in the hospital on, on the machines and we're hoping he wakes up. You know, my cousin ain't Manny. So just, you know, like have him in your prayers, Israel, please. I already know the most high got it set, but you know, hopefully the most high give him one more chance and I can put this Bible in his face. Other than that, like, um, you know, shout out to everyone, shout out to Etho, shout out to Jerry Graham who put me on the show, shout out to you, all your fans, Pope. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for your time, thank you for everything, and all always, you know, all praises to the most high higher in the name of Yeshaya Hamasiah. Shalom, Kings. Word. And then what's your social media? At Hovanisi, H O V A N I S S I. That's everything. At Hovanisi. Um, you see my name, Jehovanisi? Yeah. If, if you search that in like Spotify, iTunes, and stuff like that, you'll see, you'll see me pop up. The album is Hovito, H O V I T O. And once you link into that, I got another album coming out like in a month. And it's a double album. So y'all gonna, it's, you know, it's gonna be fire. So y'all could catch on to that. And every project after that, because I'm gonna start dropping real heavy. You know what I'm saying? So I need y'all to latch on and start, you know, catch up a little bit because what's next is totally different than what I got going on already. Yeah, we'll catch up with you in like six months to a year. I'll see what's going on. Without a doubt, man, I'm out here, man. Hopefully, you know our next conversation and everybody understand what's up. <laughs> you dig? I don't gotta explain much though. No right, you dig? Check me out, Pope Politicking. <laughs>